listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. We are broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus on the unceded ancestral and traditional Muslim territory in Vancouver. I am your host, Sarah Unju, and I sound really excited because I am excited. Why, you might ask? Well... If you know our show, you know that we go on air Wednesdays, 5 to 6 p.m. But today is Friday. (laughs) It's not a Wednesday. Well, yes, we have a surprise bonus episode for you. Special for Fundrive. If you don't know what Fundrive is, let me explain. It is CITR's annual fundraising week (laughs) so uh, if you don't know CITR is not a commercial radio so you know we we gotta have money to operate and keep local voices on air somehow and fun drive is how we do it so if you go to citr.ca forward slash donate You can donate as much or as little as you would like. We appreciate every single cent. You can donate $5. You can donate $500. It's all up to you. And you want to know something? Uh, You can get so many different swag and prizes. I'm going to tell you all about those right now. So, um... CITR swag is different from show prizes. I will tell you about CITR swag first and then our own show's prizes second. So <laughs> so if you donate $30 or $6, nope, $5. How did I read that as six? <laughs> uh, or $5 per month, you can get a, a keychain that's a CITR 101.9 FM with an island and music on it's It's pretty cool art. <laughs> if you donate $60 or $10 a month, you can get a CITR t-shirt, CITR and Discorder t-shirt. It's very pretty. Uh, if you donate... or $15 per month you can get a mug a custom perfect pretty CITR mug and a Valentine's Day song dedication it is limited to 30 people so if you want to dedicate a song to your Valentine you gotta get in on that really quickly if you donate $175 or $20 a month you can get a Discorder's Lost month's special edition it's it's all very special oh my god okay (laughs) and lastly if you donate a thousand dollars or eighty dollars a month you can host your own show and get recognition on our donor wall so if you ever listen to our show or another show and you think to yourself wow that is so cool I've always wanted to be on radio, but I don't know how I can do it. Why would anyone want me to be on radio? Well, we want you on air. So if you donate $1,000 or $80 a month, you can host your own show. And you also get a recognition on our donor wall, which is in a station and it's really cool. Um, So yeah. And (laughs) as I said, these are different from our show prizes. 
Now, let me tell you about our show prizes because they're all so special. When you go to citr.ca slash donate, you can choose. There's a section that says my donation was inspired by this show. And if you choose arts report, you can get some some pretty cool prizes. So if you donate $30 to our show or 35 or 40, so basically between 30 and 50, you can get a personalized playlist by Eva. Eva is one of our correspondents. She's amazing, very lovely human. So all you need to do is give us five examples of artists or bands that you like and or you want the playlist to be like. And then Eva will curate a playlist specific to your taste, a pro you will have a unique playlist with artists you may not have heard of and you get to listen to some really cool music con everyone will be jealous of you because this playlist is for you and you only <laughs> it is curated for you <laughs> if you donate 50 to 70 dollars so 50 51 52 55 oh hell even 60 dollars <laughs> You can get a digital portrait done by Lua. So Lua is a wonderful artist and she does both digital and um, like classic on paper art. But for purposes of ease, <laughs> we're going with digital for these portraits. All you need to do is send us a reference picture and then Lua will turn it into a digital portrait for you. A pro, this could be a really good Valentine's Day gift. If you have a valentine and you want to do something, you want to get something special for them, but you don't know what that could be, this digital portrait is perfect for that. A con, you might get addicted to Lua's art and you might want to commission her for more digital art and for other, like for prints, for, you know, and you deserve it. You deserve it. And even if you don't have a valentine, you don't need to get this as a gift for anyone. You can treat yourself to a digital portrait. You can, you know, instead of paying an unnecessary amount of money for NFTs, you can pay Lua, a local artist, for this uh, portrait and use it as your profile picture on Twitter, on Instagram. You can... I don't know if you have a company and you need a logo. This could be your logo if you want your face to be the logo. Yeah. And our last tier, $70 and up. I come in here because if you donate $70 or up, I will be hand making toques for you. And toque for anyone who doesn't know is a beanie. I learned that word my first year here that was in 2017. It's such a cute word. Anyways, so I am an avid crafter. I knit, I crochet, I sew, and I love crocheting and I love making beanies. But I have over 20 and I need some reason to make beanies for other people. And this is perfect for that reason. Uh, if you donate $70 or up, all you need to do is give us the colors you want your toque to be. And if you have a pattern in mind, if you want it to be checkered, if you want it to be striped, if you don't want any patterns, if you just want a plain toque, or if you saw something on Pinterest, like a Shrek beanie, for example, <laughs> like a beanie that looks like Shrek's ears, and you don't know where to buy it, I can make it for you. So, and 
a good pro is that it'll protect you from the the combination wind and rain that we're having in Vancouver lately, especially yesterday. I got so wet yesterday. Oh my god. A con. You might want to commission me for more toques and or clothes, but I unfortunately do not do commissions. <laughs> I've only done two, one, two. I've done two commissions and I've been sewing for like plus five years. So and both of those people are my best friends. <laughs> so, you know, um, this will be a one of a kind, one of a time opportunity for you. So I'd say get in on that really quickly. Go to citr.ca forward slash donate and win your prizes. And if you want to, again, win our show prizes, don't forget to put in the art support for the my donation was inspired by this art, this CITR show. But yeah, so that is enough about us. <laughs> also, okay, before that, I want to, before I go into the show more, uh, here at the Arts Report, we focus on local art, local arts and culture events, local artists. We're all about that local life. <laughs> But today, because this is a bonus episode, and don't worry, we will have our regularly scheduled episode on Wednesday, February 9th, with interviews and reviews coming up. Um, yeah, so because this is a, a surprise bonus episode, um, I thought we would do something different here. So today, um, we are going to talk about some local things, but mostly we're going to... Um, reach breach breach out branch out branch out and talk about some <laughs> some international things too uh if you wonder what those are just keep listening so before we go international <laughs> i wanna go over to our friends at unsigned bc they are based in victoria and this this clip that you're about to hear is specifically for us for the arts report so you know it is very special and yeah i'll be back after this audio clip enjoy hello it's not playing <laughs> Of course, we're having technical difficulties. Would this be <laughs> an arts report episode without technical difficulties is what I wonder. <laughs> okay, I'm trying. I swear I'm trying my best. We're gonna we're gonna get to it. I promise. Okay, let's try again, shall we? Okay, okay. Yeah, enjoy. Hey, what's good? My name is Brandon. I'm the host of BC's number one radio show playing all local music. That is Unsigned BC. We broadcast live on Vancouver's co-op radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. We do that every Tuesday at 9 p.m. and Saturday at 4 p.m. And in addition to playing all local music, we also do interviews with uh, important players in the local cultural scene. That includes politicians, Olympic athletes, academics, all that kind of stuff. And we also use beats from local producers, like this one you're hearing now. Uh, we use them for background music and transition music. Uh, this is a beat by Penguin Jeanette out of Langford. 
Uh, so if you're a producer or any kind of musician or somebody who just wants to chat, uh, just check us out at unsignbc.com. There's instructions on how to get in touch, how to send songs in, and you can listen to our latest episodes there as well. Uh, you might just find your new favorite artist. Uh, and speaking of your new favorite artist, I'm actually going to introduce you to one song. Uh, this is going to be Suffocation by Vancouver artist Scars. Uh, I hope you like it. Check it out. And uh, I'll be with you again shortly. Welcome back. That was Scars with Suffocation. 
And if you want to find uh, a link to Scars, you can head over to unsignedbc.com or you can just, uh, you know, search them yourself on Instagram. Their Instagram is goodnightscars with a Z at the end. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to all the UBC students. Uh, I'm a, a fellow UBC graduate myself. I went to Allard Law, graduated in 2018. And of course, a huge thank you to Sarah with the arts report. Thank you so much for this opportunity and thanks for giving me something to share on my show. Uh, and uh, of course, thank you to all the listeners. And again, uh, my name is Brandon. I'm with Unsigned BC. You can find out more on unsignedbc.com. And we broadcast on Vancouver's Co-op Radio. That's 100.5 FM. So thank you so much and uh, enjoy the rest of your episode. Discorder Magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theater, Discorder lives. Your favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theater. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheater.com. Sarah Rodriguez, host of Attic Jams, every Sunday at 9 to 10 p.m. I'm also a new programmer at CITR, and I could not be more stoked to be given the opportunity to share my love of music and get to grow within such an amazing community. This time of year, we ask you for donations to keep CITR independently running. We truly are a creative, collaborative community, and none of this magic would be possible without your help. So please, if you can, visit CITR donate and keep the good times rolling. Hey, you you heard Sierra. You got to keep the good times rolling by going to citr.ca forward slash donate and donating. <laughs> so um, thank you to Brandon for that segment. That was great. I love that song. It's definitely going into my playlist. And I feel like it's a good change of pace for us, isn't it? You know, having some songs um, towards the end of the episode. I will say the last segment will have um, will feature some songs, too. But you got to keep listening for that. So before we again, before we go international, I would like to shout out some events that are happening for Black History Month because if you don't know if you've been living under a rock for some reason, uh, February is Black History Month and, you know, we got to support Black artists and Black people year-round, but especially during uh, February because... What month is it? It's not February. It's Black History Month. <laughs> so first up, uh, History of Anti-Black Racism in Canadian Schools and Universities with Dr. June Francis. It is Saturday, this Saturday, which is tomorrow, <laughs> 
February 5th, 1.30 to 3 p.m. It's a live stream. Uh, Dr. June Francis, Director, Institute for Diaspora Research and Engagement at SFU and the Director of Hogan's Alley Society. Uh, they will address, discuss, and answer questions on the history of anti-Black racism in Canadian schools and universities, the significance of the Scarborough Charter for addressing anti-Black racism in Canadian institutions of higher education. This talk will explore the ways in which the history of Canadian educational institutions have contributed to persistent and contemporary anti-Black racism in the educational system. So, by the way, for every uh, event that I'm mentioning, you can go to bcblackhistory.ca slash events, and you can find all the links, all the sign-up links on there. So... Yeah, I will mention the link at the end again. Second event, Black History and Heritage Day. So Saturday, February 12th, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. This is in person and it's free. Hell yeah. So this year they're hosting Black History and Heritage Day at the Royal BC Museum. The exhibits include images, artifacts, and archival documents and will take place around the Hope Meets Action, Echoes Through the Black Continuum exhibition located in Clifford Carl Hall. This event is an opportunity to meet and talk with direct descendants about their stories and family history. And as always, your health and safety are important, so their strategy is to have the exhibits open from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. The estimated time to see all the exhibits is about 60 minutes, so you can plan to arrive anytime between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. and not miss a thing. So please be mindful of others and practice physical distancing during your visit. I will also mention the the exhibitions really quickly. So the exhibitors, sorry. <laughs> Underground Railroad with Ron Nicholson, who is a 20-year member of BC Black History Awareness Society and a fourth-generation Canadian whose great-grandfather was an actual traveler of the Underground Railroad. His display is a visual presentation featuring Harriet Tubman, a famous conductor of the UGRR, and the other members of the Vigilance Committee who helped the fugitive slaves along the many escape routes to freedom in the northern states and eventually into Upper Canada. Uh, second exhibitor is the Alexander Family and Sanic Pioneer Society. Kieran Hosel and Barbara, Barbara Hoodlin are direct descendants of Charles and Nancy Alexander, who were part of the 1858 migration of the Black Pioneers to BC from San Francisco. The Alexanders settled in Sanic and were instrumental in building and establishing the Black community, the Shady Creek Church, and schools. The display includes photographs, archival materials, and the actual dress <laughs> made for Nancy in 1909 for their 60th wedding anniversary. Karen and Barbara will be joined by a member from the Sanic Pioneer Society, an archives and museum which houses collections from pioneer families both textual and in artifact form. Why was I not able to read artifact? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> Old Cemetery Society of Victoria is dedicated to researching, preserving, and encouraging the appreciation of Victoria's heritage cemeteries. OCS members are involved in many volunteer activities, which includes cataloging, cleaning, and restoring monuments, computerizing burial records, combating vandalism, 
conducting historical research and giving walking history tours. And for more than a decade, Old Cemetery Society has conducted a tour of some of the Black Pioneer grave sites at the Ross Bay Cemetery. Their display at this Heritage Day event will highlight information about some of these pioneers. The tour will take place on February 27th, and also there will be live music throughout the event with Noidy HD Trio. I hope I pronounced that right. Oh my god, I feel like half of the things I say are, I hope I pronounce that right, or, mm, I'm not good at pronouncing things. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, if, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a radio show host, I don't know how good that is. <laughs> so the third event we will, I'm mentioning is a conversation with Dr. Cornel West, being a Hope Amid Crisis. This will be Wednesday, February 16th from 5pm to 6pm. It's a live stream. Uh, the conversation will explore themes of economics, democracy, racial justice, and black identity. Um, the next event is Celebrate the Power and Joy of Music with Don Pemberton and Louise Rose. This is Monday, February 21st, 7 to 8 p.m. at the Belfry Theatre. Belfry is spelled B-E-L-F-R-Y. Um, so, vibrant... Wait, what? Oh my... <laughs> I'm sorry, I I suck at reading. So Dom Pemberton is a vibrant, genuine, and soulful person. Uh, they have deep musical roots that take her powerful voice from gospel and soul to jazz, funk, and world music. She has become a staple of the Vancouver music scene and can often be found tearing up as a vocali vocalist, teacher, facilitator, choir director, and go-to girl for live performances and studio sessions. And Louise Rose has been called a living Canadian treasure. She's an accomplished choral conductor, accompanist, and private voice teacher. Louise brings a wealth of experience and grace to all she does, and she loves teaching. Um, again, this is February 21st, 7 to 8 p.m. Um, next up, Dynamic Diasporas. It's the Vancouver Mural Fest Winter Arts Fest, February 25th to 27th, all day, in person, downtown Vancouver, and online. Uh, BCBHAS has partnered with VMF Winter Arts Fest to bring you dynamic dias diasporas. In the fall of 2021, creative Doa Magdi began doing collaborative research and project development with BCBHAS. Archival images will be utilized as part of the artwork on display for the Winter Arts Festival. Dynamic diasporas highlights BC Black history through visual storytelling. Um, I already mentioned it, but I will mention again the Black History Month guided tour at Ross Bay Cemetery. This is Sunday, February 27th, 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, rain or shine, it's happening. It's $5 per person, $2 for OCS, uh, BCBHAS members. <laughs> this is a guided tour of a few of their graves and others who were influential in the migration of blacks to the British colony. The tour hosts are Dr. Valen Marshall, BC Black History Awareness Society, lifetime member and former director, and John Adams, Old Cemetery Society member and owner-operator of Discover the Past Walking Tours, Victoria. Yeah, so um, if you were looking for events for Black History Month, these are perfect. If you go to bcblackhistory.ca forward slash events, you will find even more information about all of the events I just mentioned, and you will find links for them to sign up to, you know, 
learn more <laughs> about it. Okay, so okay, do we go? Do we go international now? <laughs> you know what? Um, actually, hmm. Do I talk about? books first no okay you know what you know what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do Dion's segment first so uh Dion is one of our members here at the arts collective and correspondents for the arts report they are currently in France they're not in Vancouver uh, but they're still doing stuff for the arts report which is amazing and I love it thank you so much um, but yeah, so uh, they went to the Cannes Film Festival and uh, made a segment for it. So Dion actually has uh, had or have, I believe it's inactive right now, but they have their own um, show at CATR also. And at the end, Dion will mention what the name is. So um, yeah, I'm going to leave you with this beautiful segment that Dion did oh my god when I was listening to it for the first time I was so amazed so inspired love that for them uh but before we before we get into uh Dion's segment I just wanna talk a little bit more about fun drive um if you thought you were not gonna hear me talk about fun drive more you were very wrong this is I mean <laughs> This is what we're here for. We're going to talk about Fun Drive. <laughs> so if you're just tuning in now and don't know, Fun Drive is UBC's. No, not UBC, CITR's. Oh my god, I'm a mess. CITR's, um, CITR's fundraising week. I don't know, my brain is not working currently. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we need your money for operations to keep local indie voices on air, to keep CITR local and not become a commercial radio so that we can be still here, you know? And also, we play lots of local artists. You get to find out so much, of, so many, so many, so many things. <laughs> um, so, if you can, please go to citr.ca forward slash donate and donate as much or as little as you can. We appreciate every single cent, and you can get swag. But <laughs> I will talk about the swag after Dion's segment. So, for now, enjoy. It was July in the French town of Cannes. I was sitting there in a New York-style restaurant eating overpriced fries and a chocolate milkshake. I had just arrived an hour or so earlier from a six-hour train ride, but it was hard not to feel excited. This was the Festival du Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival. How I ended up attending the Festival de Cannes was a direct result of my expertise in internet rabbit holes. So just to preface, I'm a huge fan of Wes Anderson, and his newest film, The French Dispatch, is finally going to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival after a year of delays due to you-know-what. And to be honest, last year during my birthday, 
I even asked my sister to buy a full-sized French Dispatch poster for me in anticipation of the movie release. Anyways, all this is to say that sometime in May, I just casually googled how one can get into the Festival de Cannes, and turns out you can't buy your way in. The only way to attend is if you have an accreditation badge, either for professionals in the film industry, for journalists, and wait, 18 to 25 year olds with a passion for cinema. Long story short, I applied for this three-day in Cannes youth pass that the festival has for, well, youth by writing a semi-pretentious letter about all the art house movies I like. And there I was, having a chocolate milkshake right across from the Palais du Festival, using the restaurant's free Wi-Fi to check the WhatsApp group for updates about the festival. At around 6 p.m., I see this message. Hey, does anyone want a ticket for the story of my wife at 6.45 tonight? I unfortunately cannot make it, and I would love to give my ticket away. I look at the top right corner of my phone. It was 6.02 p.m. I text the person immediately, and after some back and forth, they finally sent me a digital QR code of the ticket at 6.10 p.m. According to the festival program, all the attendees are expected to show up at least 15 minutes before, at 6.30 p.m. It was 6.11, 19 minutes to walk back to my apartment, change into a tuxedo complete with a bow tie as is the archaic dress code of the Festival du Cannes in the evening. As soon as I realized this, I turned immediately towards the direction of my apartment, scaring away a few pigeons and the guy playing the accordion on the street. When adrenaline is involved, the metaphorical hourglass that is time becomes more like kinetic sand. So I don't know how long it took for me to run all the way back to my apartment. But I get there, unlock the door, strip naked in five seconds, toss all the clothes onto the bed, change into a tuxedo without knowing how a bow tie works, grab my keys, yes, glasses, yes, mask, very important, run outside, attempt to lock the door, it doesn't work, I drop my keys, and the plastic decoration on my rented apartment keys fall off, I pick it up, stuff it in my pocket, I lock the door again, it locks, Good. I take the elevator down. I run in the dark through the apartment hallways. I run back out onto the streets, but this time with my platform shoes, which makes a very pretentious sounding click clack behind me on the cobblestone streets. Some tourists turn around to see what I was doing. I keep running towards the Palais du Festival. I need to cross the street. This is a very busy street. There are a lot of tourists in front of me. I do not want to cross the street. I turn and cross another street. I am already sweating in my tuxedos. I keep running. I walk into the line as two people are turned away from wearing sneakers instead of platform shoes. I show the people working there my negative COVID test. They let me in. It was 6.31 p.m. I made it. I won't bore you anymore with any of my film festival minutiae or McDonald's croissant details, but a thing I was most surprised about is how little the film festival actually had to do with 
film itself. As in, the people who were attending the world's largest movie event almost see the actual screening part as a chore, like, oh, I have to go and watch this movie now at 8.30am. Everybody just has this pent-up energy to use the festival as a reason to talk to one another, to turn away from the screen to the person sitting next to them and ask, so what do you think? As a poorly disguised plea for socialization. And this is not just my experience either. You see, during my first day at the festival, all of this energy and people on the streets, well, I guess it just gave me the courage to bring out my microphone and interview some kind-faced strangers on how they felt. It's very... it creates uh, friendships and uh, it's very... like, I like the relations uh, we can make here. <laughs> For me, it's, it's important because uh, I'm, I'm waiting since uh, one year uh, to be here. Uh -huh. So, uh, I was supposed to be here in 2020. So I'm very, very happy to be here and uh, it's, it's a very big pleasure, yeah. yeah. Uh, my name is Amélie, um, I'm coming from Paris. Uh, I'm here for work oh. <laughs> uh, because uh, I'm working in production. Um, so we're here to meet some professional and to, to watch movie as oh. well. Um, and yeah, there's um, a specific uh, ambience here. Yeah. Like, uh, we know that all of the people here are just uh, in love with cinema, and so there is good vibes. <laughs> and the sun, obviously, uh, yeah. and the heat. <laughs> but, uh, when yeah. I first approached Amelie, she was sitting by herself on the concrete curb in front of the palais, looking rather exhausted. How are you enjoying yourself at Cannes so far? You seem a little bit tired. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> completely tired. Um, I don't sleep really well. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> I'm um, I'm waking up like uh, really early, and I'm just uh, doing a lot of meetings, a lot of films. <laughs> but it's really cool, and I think that we have the chance to do this festival this year uh, because uh, with the COVID, uh, it's a little bit different this year. But I think that I am really, really lucky because uh, when we cannot have culture uh, in uh, in the day. Uh, you understand that how much it's important in life to have culture and um, and just have the possibility to be uh, surrounded by people <laughs> something that we just haven't uh, when it was uh, the lockdown yeah. and and so um, I, I think that all this organization is incredible <laughs> and they made everything possible to to be safe yeah. to watch movies to to have a uh, good vibes to, to experiment uh, all of the possibilities that we have to share stories and, um, and I think that this is why we are really really lucky to be here and I, I had just uh, discovered that right now that's great and then of course there are the celebrities the Earth is but a speck of dust in the solar system, but for the humans living on Earth, the Festival de Cannes might as well be its own entire galaxy. With the world's hugest movie stars congregating in one French town at the same time. While the rational side of me dismisses the idea of fame as an excessive social construct, 
if I run into someone who is remotely famous, I will stand on tiptoes trying to get a picture of them on my phone. Which is actually exactly what happened when I saw Spike Lee show up for an evening screening. He was premiering his movie David Byrne's American Utopia on the beach on the last night, and it's a musical movie, so halfway through the movie when everybody was just dancing to the music, Spike Lee shows up and he starts to dance, or at least however you can dance, while being surrounded by five emotionless security guards. As he was being escorted, his hands in the air, the archaic desire for contact with a famous person got the best of me, and I reached out my hand, and I briefly touched Spike Lee's fingers as the guards squeezed him out of the crowd like the last drop of toothpaste. But that's not the craziest celebrity encounter I've had during the festival. On the second last day of the film fest, I saw online that Bill Murray, yes, THE Bill Murray, was going to be performing a musical act for a movie premiere. And do you know what other movie Bill played in this year? The French Dispatch. And do you know which movie poster I hauled all the way from Vancouver to the French town of Cannes for the potential of getting an autograph from one of its cast members? I think you can see where this is going. So, night of the premiere, I show up early enough to get an aisle seat. The movie, the quote-unquote movie, is actually just a recorded performance of Bill Murray and some musicians at a Greek amphitheater. And then the special guests arrive. The cellist Jan Vogler, Mira Wan, the violinist, Vanessa Perez, the pianist, the director Andrew Moscato, and then of course, Bill Murray, the man himself. Everybody claps standing ovation for two minutes. Some are standing on tiptoes to get a picture of Bill Murray. We eventually settle down, the Cannes Film Festival intro plays, and the movie begins. I don't know how much I am allowed to talk about it, but it was a fun movie, and everybody, of course, falls in love with Bill Murray. And after the movie ends, a piano gets set up on the stage in front of the screen, and Bill Murray gets up on stage along with the musicians, and they just start performing live. I am an old woman, named after my mother. My old man is another child that's grown old. His dreams Bill Murray starts singing to some beautiful, beautiful piano, cello, and violin music. This 
master's voice and looking like a living question mark into the great gramophone of puzzling existence with its wondrous hollow horn, which always seems just about the sport foul. Some Victorian night, a wild young cowboy came in while it's the West Texas And then... The musicians began this musical interlude of some Shostakovich waltz. And out of nowhere, Bill Murray pulls out a bunch of roses. And he gets off the stage. And he starts to throw the roses into the audience. And he begins to walk down my aisle. This whole time, I am about to have an overdose of adrenaline. And as he passes right beside me, I weakly mumbled, Mr. Murray, can you sign my poster? But to my great embarrassment, shame almost, he ignores me and keeps walking. And as if to sprinkle salt onto my wound, he throws a rose to the guy sitting beside me. As I sink back into my seat, I abandon my plans to get any autographs from my poster and to just enjoy the rest of the evening. The night is young. The night is young. Let's go outdoors and have some fun, eh? When the whole set is done, he disappears behind the stage. The lights are turned back on. People are getting up to leave. Then, at that moment, Bill Murray shows up onto the stage again. And like squirrels, I notice people starting to crowd around him, but not that many yet. So I grab my poster tube and I sprint up to the front of the theater. And I utter with the most desperate and archaic plea for an autograph. Bill, can you sign my poster, please? Here, help me drink that. Okay, yes, I saw you were. Okay, I'm gonna put, I like to put them over here. I don't want to mess that up. Thanks so much. I walk out of the room in a trance, incapable of human language. I kneel down in a corner of a stairwell, trying to gravitate my soul back from the astral planes and to arrange my belongings. And as I was rummaging my fingers through the backpack, that was when I realized a fact that invariably added the perfect maraschino cherry on top of the evening. Bill Murray took my Sharpie. It occurs to me that none of my highlights from the festival actually involved any movies in particular. And for the record, yes, I did end up watching The French Dispatch. And it was great. But what made that experience memorable were the two Lithuanian guys I just met in the queue of the movie just before the screening started. 
And throughout the festival, my experiences have been peppered with these kind of friendly encounters that seem to be more memorable than the plot of any movie. Maybe that's actually the whole point. A more highbrow reporter might tell you that art and cinema in and of itself is important. But for me, those things are just an excuse for us to share something with each other. In terms of content, a film festival is no different from a movie binge marathon in your room. But what makes the Festival de Cannes such a huge cultural event, I think, is the sniffs and shuffles of the strangers sitting beside you, the technicians eating their lunch behind the stage, the journalists adjusting their cameras on the streets, and the celebrities walking up the red carpet. Sure, when we go to a theater, we're watching a movie, but really, what we're seeing is the light from hundreds of other people's eyes, all casted towards the same thing for a brief but unbreakable moment. Bill, take us out, won't you? If you're intrigued by the Cannes Film Festival and would like to find out more, especially if you can apply for this three-day in Cannes Youth Pass, do make sure you check out their website at festival-cannes.com. The song you're listening to right now is Aline by Christophe, performed by the one and only Bill Murray, with Jan Vogler on the cello, Mira Wong on the violin, and Vanessa Perez on the piano. The rest of the program is scored with music from R.I.P. featuring Nick Stratton on the guitar, Louis Zong, as well as a clip of the song Izembra from David Byrne's American Utopia. You're listening to Lorem Ipsum on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people on UBC Point Grey campus. Thanks again for your attention. I'm Dion Feng.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. I know people tell me there are plenty of fish in the sea, but I just feel so lost with all the voices. Yeah, I just can't find people who think as I do. Hey there listeners, looking for cool, independent content? Want to join schools of like-minded listeners? At CITR, reel in plenty of fish at FunDrive 2022. If our underwater grotto inspires you, please spare some sand dollars to support our show, Intersections. Don't leave empty-handed. With our Sebastian-level $5 donation, get a CITR sticker. $15 flounder donation, get an intersection sticker. $25 scuttle-level donation, request a show topic. And finally, the $50 or more Dingle Hopper donation, get a handmade thank you note, chance to be a special guest on the show, and... All prize levels include previous levels. Come join the wave and head to cidr.ca slash donate to support intersections. Yes, there are plenty of fish in the sea. ITR. <laughs> um, you've heard them. You should donate. If you want other reasons to donate, I'll give you one. Equity. CITR is recasting its line. Get it? Get it? <laughs> The world has changed dramatically over the last two years, and CITR has too. We've been working on ourselves so we can best show up for and interact with the communities we serve. A donation to CITR helps build out our capacity for equity initiatives. It pays for external equity audits on our new policies. It helps us host more music showcases in 2022 so we can pay artists and keep venues full. It helps us develop and offer better workshops and trainings to better support volunteers such as myself. It helps us offer more training and education for our staff, student executive, and board of directors. So if you go to citr.ca forward slash donate, you can donate as much or as little as you would like over there. And I mean, I know I just played Intersections PSA, but I mean... Uh, we, you're listening to the arts report right now, so maybe you should choose the arts report for your my donation was inspired by this show and get some cool prizes like a personalized playlist, a personalized digital portrait, or a, a handcrafted toque specifically for you. <laughs> yes, I think i think you should go to citr.ca forward slash donate so thank you dion for that wonderful segment from france and we're gonna take a quick break from our world tour because i want to talk about the story graph uh we don't talk about books enough in the show so i thought today was the perfect day to do just that uh if you're an, an if you <laughs> words if you're an avid reader like myself you will know about the app goodreads it's basically a social media for book lovers uh, it is however owned by amazon and we don't support billionaires in this household 
So I've switched over to the story graph back in 2021. It's a Goodreads alternative. It is black owned and it's indie, meaning no big corporations or billionaires are making profit off of it. Uh, there's also so much more that they offer <laughs> just like statistics and reading challenges, I'll talk. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you <laughs> about my stuff. For example, let's go to my stats. If you want to follow me on I Do Ballet uh, on Storygraph, my name is I Do Ballet. <laughs> so my 2022 reading goal is 24 books for my 24 years of age. I turned 24 in 2021. And uh, my birthday is in December. So, um, you know, until the end of the year for my 24th year, I would like to read 24 books uh, at least. <laughs> so, so far, I've read six books, um, 2,211 pages. Wow. I'm ahead by four books. Thank you. I love validation. <laughs> okay, so the moods of the books I read. Mostly funny, emotional, afterwards mysterious and lighthearted, and the least ones are reflective, hopeful, dark, and adventurous. I like how both hopeful and dark are the least read ones. I mostly read medium-paced to fast-paced books, and 300 to 500 pages mostly, and I've only read one book that was below 300 pages so far. And <laughs> all of the books I read so far in 2022 are fiction. My genres are contemporary, romance, LGBTQIA+, young adult, mystery, historical. What? I read a historical book? What? A, wait, which one is that? If you click on it, oh, Agnes Murders by Sarah Leavitt. Yeah, okay. Sarah Leavitt is actually a prophet at UBC. Very cool comic book. Check it out. Um, and then, yeah, there's like my average rating is 4.1. I have only f one five rate, five star rating and it is, my, that's, that's what I will be talking about. Uh, Normal People by Sally Rooney. It was such a wonderful book. It is so raw. It's a complicated love story and I cried reading it and it's actually, um, turned into adapted into a um what do you call it <laughs> a tv show yeah and i watched that too so while i talk about normal people i'm gonna have the tv show's original score because i feel like it'll set the mood perfectly um as you can hear all of the the score everything in the score pr is pretty sad <laughs> because the story is pretty sad. <laughs> so, with normal people, we're moving to Ireland on our world tour. Um, the two characters are Connell and Marianne. They grew up in the same small town, but the similarities end there. At school, Connell is popular and well-liked, while Marianne is a loner. But when the two strike up a conversation, which is awkward but electrifying, something life-changing begins. A year later, they're both studying at Trinity College in Dublin. Marianne has found her feet in a new social world while Connell hangs at the sidelines, shy and uncertain. Throughout their years at university, Marianne and Connell circle one another, straying towards other people and possibilities, but always magnetically, 
irresistibly drawn back together. And as she veers into self-destruction and he begins to search for meaning elsewhere, each must confront how far they are willing to go to save the other. Normal People is a story of mutual fascination, friendship, and love. It takes us from that first conversation to the years beyond in the company of two people who try to stay apart but find that they can't. The book, it's so beautifully written. Sally Rooney is a genius. Uh, I'm so excited to read her other books. She, my, the one on my TBR right now is Conversations with Friends, which is apparently being adapted into a show as well. So it's going to wreck me. Um, it is, as I said, it's a complicated love story, but it feels very realistic and it's very raw. The writing style, I think raw is the best way to explain it. I don't know how else to, to explain. You just need to read it. I will say it's not for everyone. Not everyone likes Sally Rooney's writing style, but I personally fell in love with it. I read the book in within 24 hours and then <laughs> during those 24 hours, I binged the TV show too <laughs> and both made me cry. Uh, so I was wrecked. It was a lot emotionally, but I regret nothing. I think it's a book that everyone should read and it's a show that everyone should watch. I will say though, towards the end, Connell suffers from depression and there is some therapy scenes which might be triggering for some people so just to mention yeah um i okay so first up i'm gonna say the reason that this adaptation is so well done i because i read and watched both versions within 24 hours i was able to see what they kept the same what they changed and before starting to watch it I was mostly curious about how they were gonna portray Sally Rooney's writing style on screen but they were they did such a good job I mean honestly the music that's playing in the background right now however this makes you feel that's Sally Rooney's writing. Yeah, the score is amazing. And yeah, so after watching, I realized how little they actually changed and how in line with the book it was and how perfectly adapted, adapted, not adapted how perfectly adapted the story was, the book. It's, it's a great portrayal. Just, they changed the end though, that, that was really annoying. But anyways, um, <laughs> so the reason for that, I believe, is the show had three writers 
and one of the writers being Sally Rooney. So I think that's that's really big. And one of the writers, I can't recall her name, um, but she's a playwright and she has some pretty good, pretty good plays. So the writers, they're all, they were all great writers and it shows. You can tell from the first second, you can tell. The actors, so let me find the names of the actors. Marianne is played by Daisy Edgar-Jones and Connell is played by Paul Mescal. They do such great jobs of portraying Marianne and Connell. They're, they're great, I think. It's a perfect casting, and I'm very happy that those two played Marianne and Connell. <laughs> the music, I'll just, it's, this one is Connell thinks of Marianne. <laughs> you say it's perfect it's perfectly portraying Connell thinking of Marianne um I will say though my opinions are greatly biased <laughs> everything I'm saying right now so much bias <laughs> it's because I fell in love with the book it is the only five-star book I've read in the past couple months and after reading the book I was so excited to watch the show but also kind of scared because adaptations aren't always the best <coughs> cough the hating game <laughs> don't get me started on that it's the hating game was such a bad adaptation anyways but yeah, and after seeing how perfect the show was, I just fell in love with both normal people and Sally Rooney. And as I said, I can't wait to read Conversations with Friends. I'm sure that one's gonna wreck me too, but I'm ready to be wrecked. Sally Rooney, destroy me, please. So I said, that it was a complicated love story, right? Um, so I will mention, I'm not gonna give many spoilers, but I'll just mention that their relationship starts as a secret. Connell is a popular guy, he has friends, Marianne is a loner, and when the two start seeing each other, Connell wants to keep it a secret and Marianne says okay for sure why not and then one day this is from episode two in Connell's room they're sitting and they're having this conversation I will keep the music in the background normally this scene 
doesn't have music but I feel like it'll make it better <laughs> you know so here's the here's the clip what are you thinking about hmm. college don't know why I put down law can't remember why I thought it was a good idea jobs yeah but, you know I can't visualize it you know I can't see myself, like, in a tie, convicting people of crimes. I just didn't know what to put down. You should change to English. Do you actually mean that or are you joking? No, I, I actually think you should. It's, it's the only subject you really enjoy. And you spend all your spare time reading. Where would I study English in Galway? Come to Trinity. <laughs> you're pretty confident you're going to get in, are you? Well, then we'd be in college together. I bet you'd pretend not to know me if we bumped into each other. Sorry. I would never pretend to not know you, Connell. Did you hear that? I'll replay it for you. Sorry. I would never pretend to not know you, Connell. Damn. <laughs> this line, I would never pretend to not know you, Connell, has broken so many people's hearts if you search up normal people salaruni and read reviews i'm sure they will mention i will never pretend not to know you connell it's the same line in the book and i'm very happy they put it in because when they do bump into each other in college she does indeed not pretend like she doesn't know him. She even tells people that they used to date, that they have a history. And to think that Connell kept her a secret. It is a heartbreaking story. And if you if you're a person who likes reading and haven't had read normal people yet you should pick it up from the library or buy it right now and read it it'll go by so quickly and if you're a person who doesn't like reading watch the show it's such a good show you can find it on prime video i know i said we don't support jeff bezos but we support Sally Rooney. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure you can find it in other places. Wink, wink. But I do not condone illegal behavior. <laughs> so, let me just put on some happy music first. So that we're not feeling sad. We're gonna continue feeling sad in a bit. But right now... Um, Let's be happy, right? Because why? Because
guess it's fun drive i'm just trying to find a song that i want to play to you so if you don't know i am turkish and i love turkish rock so i made okay let me lower this down a little i'll play it for you i made our fun drive psa using the intro of a turkish song <laughs> i just need to find it first to play it to you it is and then i'll play the actual song for you um i just need to find which one it is i think it's this one okay here you go and you'll you'll learn more about fun drive like with this hello everyone Nope, this is not it. Never mind, but still listen to it. This is Saira from the Arts Report here on CITR and it is Fun Drive Week here. This week is the one time each year we ask for your support to help us keep local and help keep independent and alternative voices on the air. CITR has given me and others here at the Arts Report so many opportunities that we're eternally grateful for. We get to meet local artists, interview them and do reviews on shows that we never thought we'd be able to see and we do it thanks to your donations so if you're in a position to contribute please visit citr.ca forward slash donate in order to donate no donation is too little and thank you so much so told you it's not an arts report episode if it's not technical difficulties and <laughs> that's not the one I was trying to play but hey talking about fun drive I'll put in I'll put in some some Turkish rock songs for you in the background they're they're pretty wonderful this is one of the most famous bands in Turkey called Bika Balbukada and yeah while I talk about fun drive this can play in the background huh so you heard me <laughs> if you donate you'll help keep local and alternative voices on air and you'll help CITR keep running and be the ra wonderful radio that it is and you can get swag have I told you about all the swag you can get yet no well let me tell you all of the well i did tell you but if you're just tuning in now then you won't know <laughs> so <laughs> so here are the swags so if you donate 30 dollars or five dollars a month you can get a keychain a citr keychain if you donate 60 dollars or 10 dollars a month you can get a t-shirt or a tote bag plus the keychain from the previous level if you donate 101.9 or $15 a month, you can get a mug, an on-air oh, hmm, on song dedication on Valentine's Day. And there's a 30-minute, 30 30-minute, 30 no, 30-people limit. So if you want to have a song dedicated to your Valentine, get in on that quickly. And you can also get all of the other prizes like t-shirt or tote bag and the keychain 
If you donate $175 or $20 per month, you can get a special edition of Discorder magazine and everything else I just mentioned. Yes, including the song dedication. If you donate $500 or $45 a month, you can get a Discorder crewneck sweatshirt and everything else I've mentioned so far. If you donate $1,000 or $80 a month, you can get to host your own show. Woo-hoo! And recognition on our donor wall. And everything else I mentioned. Also, I would like to tell you about our show prizes, our specific shows prizes, arts report. When you go to citr.ca forward slash donate, you will be able to choose what show inspired you to donate. And if you choose art support for $30, if you donate $30, (laughs) you can get a personalized playlist by Eva. So a playlist unique to you in the vibes that you want it to be. (laughs) If you donate $50, you can get a digital portrait done by Lua. It will be personalized to the reference picture you send us and it will be a perfect gift for either a valentine a family member birthday anniversary or for yourself treat yourself and lastly if you donate 70 dollars, i will hand make i will crochet a toque slash beanie for you in the color you would like so it's it's all up to you it'll protect you from the cold and it'll look really cool So, (laughs) before we get into our Adam PS8s, I will let you listen to this song that's playing in the background. Um, If you want to know what it is, just go on our show on citr.ca and it will be listed for today's episode. Because it's in Turkish, I'm not going to spell it out to you, but it's a wonderful song. And enjoy. And afterwards, we'll go into our Adam PS8s and I will be right back. Gerçekler Korkmaktan korkmayalım artık Ordular ilk hedefiniz kendiniz Gerçekler Tepedeyse gök yalanlar Kafadaysa çöl Gerçekler Dipteyse kum yalanlar Laftaysa sel Güneş yerinde 
The haunting debut album Black Moon by Civic TV provides a cinematic backdrop, a modern-day symphony of the dark and light that is our collective reality. 
Take a listen to Black Moon, now available via Flemish Eye Records and on all streaming platforms. Yeah, 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 you already know who it is. Jamal Steele's alongside DJ Relly Rells. Representing Crimes and Treasons Radio right here on CITR 101.9 FM. We're giving you this friendly reminder to donate, donate, donate to Fund Drive 2022. It's real simple. All you gotta do is check us out at citr.ca. You can donate whatever amount you want. And when you do that, you keep shows like ours and many more going on throughout the year. Be sure to donate to citr.ca if you F with the troop and wanna continue hearing that trill-ish right here on CITR 101.9 FM. Welcome back. Just like Crimes and Treasons just said, you should donate, donate, donate. Here at CITR, there's a wide variety of programming created by volunteers just like me, your host, Saga Unju. <laughs> there's something for everyone on CITR. Cast your net to find a unique content and make a real connection <laughs> with media that speaks to you. Make your love for CITR official. <laughs> with a donation to Fundrive 2022. Just go to citr.ca forward slash donate and you will be uh, you faced with a, a really pretty page. Um, you, can, you have until February 10th to donate, by the way. Today is the 4th, so a lot of time. You can pick your amount if you choose upwards of $30 and click... Arts report for my donation was inspired by Discorder or the CITR show. We are the one, two, three, fourth show from the top. Uh, you can win some really cool prizes. But yeah, and if you want to learn more about the prizes that you can win, go to Arts Report CITR on Instagram. And if you want to see examples of things that... <laughs> You might be getting, for example, uh, my toques. You can go to at craftable.s. That is my um, page for all things I create. Uh, and find some pictures, some reference pictures there. If you go to at Lua Paints, you can find Lua's portfolio. And I don't know how one can have a portfolio for music, but you got to just trust me when I say that Eva is really cool. And she knows what she's talking about when she's talking about music. <laughs> and yeah, so for example, she introduced me to Vancouver bands like Black Pontiac, um, Far Haven, The Sprouts. So she knows her thing. You know, she knows her music. Just, just go check it out. Uh, but yeah. That I, I'm so happy that you listened to us today to our uh, bonus surprise, bonus <laughs> fun drive episode. We will be back with our regularly scheduled episode on Wednesday, February 9th at 5 p.m. between 5 and 6. Uh, we have an interview, a review, and more talks of fun drive. <laughs> so... I will leave you for now until Wednesday, but I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out all of the events I mentioned for Black History Month 
um, check out Unsigned BC. That is unsigned, like signature signed, like unsigned, you know. And check out Normal People. Oh my god, Normal People is so amazing. But yeah, that's all from me. Have a lovely day, folks. I will leave you with some music. Um, just a second. <laughs> okay, goodbye. I gotta get it in the worst way. Been a hustler, baby, since the first grade, seventh grade. Little island team used to boost for me. Chicks taking cities and ass. Watch a moose up and moolah make a moose sun. She don't care if it's Chris Brown, she'll make a nigga run it. Yeah. Tunnel vision for these hoes in these lanes. How the fuck you say the shots with that weak ass saying? Blue faces only, no loose change. You a fuck boy, run up still your chain. Get into the money state. On my money, you gon' have to catch that fade. You and your ace, then run back and run that race. Straight to the bank, get to the bank, then bury the safe. <laughs> get money, shit. Get